1: Please subscribe so you never miss an episode, and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. Well, we're back. at Sunday afternoon on the river. It's a beautiful day. It's about uh, 45, no, 55 degrees, and since we're sitting here on the river on a Sunday, it must be Tuesdays with Tata. Hey, Tata. Hi, how are you? I'm really well. How are you doing today? I, I
0: am, I'm well. I'm, I'm a little slow, but I'm well.
1: Yeah, I think we're kind of worn out. We had a, a almost week-long trip to San Antonio, and traveling takes it out of you, doesn't it, Dad? It does.
0: It does. And, seems like, uh, and it seems like there's just not enough time to see everybody and yep. see everyone face-to-face, and that is... But yet, it was it was a joyful event.
1: It was. We celebrating had... Um, birthdays. We had all of our living children and all four of our grandchildren together. It was our daughter Katie, it was her, her birthday, and our daughter Kimber, her birthday coming up very soon, and our grandson Jace, birthday coming soon. And so we celebrated them all together at Tapatio Springs. It was wonderful.
0: It was. It was a delightful experience. What, what amazed me was to see that they all enjoy each other's company.
1: Yeah, the kids and grandkids, just, just like they never miss a beat, no That's matter right. how long it's yeah. been.
0: They just picked up where they left off last time.
1: Yeah, it's amazing how kids connect, cousins connect with one another. It's beautiful to see that. And we hope that you had a great weekend and a good Lord's Day. And we're going to sit down and have a little conversation with Tata. you Tata, you got something up your sleeve for us today, Tata. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I want to start off, though, by just thinking about where we are. Here we are in the second quarter of the year.
1: Mm.
0: Unbelievable. And someone, you know, in, in Latin, it's tempest Fugit, but time flies. But that's, that's not accurate either because time moves at a fixed rate. Sure but feels like what, it. Though. what gets me and what I think about is often, I uh, think about January and all the people that, made, that, that started out and said, I will, yeah. or I'm going to do, uh, and they did that with God's help. And so they were rewarded. But then there are others that have said, well, maybe it's just the same old, same old. I'm not going to do it. I can't do it, but you can do it with God's help. You can do it. That's right. And so here we are. And so do. And so we're not talking about second chances or third chances or four chances, but right now we need to decide how we're going to do. I can, I recall, and I have, I just found it. I've just read it again in my, uh, reminders that I, that I sent you an email in 2021 yep that i would not nourish my grief and guilt mm. in 2021 and i did not and that's right and because you had, you had you had released a podcast about there are no old beaches that's right and so that that is that just reminisces with me or i have reminisced about that many times but it, but it just i vibrates with me almost mm-hmm. something a thought that uh, that i can't i can't get out of my head uh, even though i'm not i have not tried but because it was difficult and, and it continues to be difficult there's not, nothing there's no but you're right there are no old beaches because time changes a lot of things yeah. and it changes not only how we remember things but if we we change the uh, it changes how we look at things, and I, I just not too long ago we were, we were in a, a shop with a man downtown, and he looked at me and he said, "How old are you?" Yeah, <laughs> and he said, "There's a lot of good memories up there, right?" And he pointed <laughs> at his head, and I said, "Yes, and they're all good." That's right. They're all good. So you can't. the 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 point is, you can't you can't look back. You can't you can't change anything. That, but you can change how you look at it. That's right. You can change how you feel about it, and that's that's what you should, do, what we should do. And and I and and this all came to a conclusion when I was reading again in, in Corinthians. Uh, and and I would suggest to you that you do read that. And right now, the comments that I'm, we're making is coming from Second Corinthians, chapter one, and beginning in in verse uh, verse three. And, and, and Paul always has a greeting in, in any of the letters that he wrote. Yep. But the, the point is here in verse 3, Blessed be the God of Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort. Yes. And, and it's all comfort. And, and that's where we find that. And how do you, how do you access that? Mm. You have to ask him. You have to ask Him. Yes, you do. You have to talk to Him. You have to have some kind of relationship with God because Paul goes on to say, well, in verse 3, blessed blessed be the God of the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort who who comforts us in all our afflictions. So we might be able to comfort those who are in, in any affliction with the comfort which... Ourselves are comforted by God, and that's, right. and that's that's where all of it comes from. The peace that we have, the, the the comfort that we enjoy, is a gift from God. That's right. And and there's only one way that you can have, and I and I can recall, and I am no different than anybody else. I can remember a, a time when I stood up and said, "Okay, God, don't you remember all the things that I did for you?" <laughs> yep. Well. What are the things that he's done for me?
1: That's right.
0: He said he loved us so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, to die for us. That's right. And, and so when we, when we were without hope, and he through Jesus' death on the cross, we've been forgiven of our sins, and we have access through the blood of Jesus Christ. We have that because we ask God to help us. That's right. And if we don't ask God to help us, then we're above, we're all, I, I think that, that we're miserable, but we live miserable lives and we, we eke out an existence as opposed to living a life of freedom and joy and hope.
1: That's right. There's, there's, before we move on, there's some there's some big stuff in here. Of course, my new book is is, is about, what we call it Hope is the First Dose, a treatment plan for recovering from trauma, tragedy and other massive things. And there's some, some secrets to biblical recovery from massive things right here in three and four of first of Second Corinthians chapter one, friend. God makes a big promise here. If you're hurting, if you're suffering, and Tata's a, a bereaved husband, a widowed husband, he's lost two children. I've lost a son. We've been through some things, and you have too. And if you haven't, if you're listening out there and you've never been through a big massive thing, I got bad news for you. <laughs> You're going to, right, Tata? That's correct. It's always coming. And sometimes life never brings a single big massive thing, but rather we get emails all the time from people who are just going through this series of, it's like water torture, this drip by drip, little mini massive things that are happening that just, they never seem to catch a break. So one way or the other, Jesus promised us you're going to have trouble in this world, but here are some big promises for you. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. Here's the promise. Who comfort us in all our affliction, but then there's a reason for it. So that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction, with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Friend, there's a verb in here, and it's comforted. It's it's movement. When when you want to find comfort from God, receive it from Him, and turn around and pass it on to someone else and tell them what He's done for you, and you'll find yourself doubly blessed because that that action of giving what you've been given is a powerful force for making yourself feel better, isn't it, Dad? That's correct.
0: See, when, when, when the <clears throat> massive thing or the tragedy occurs in your life, you have a choice. That's right. Um, you can spend all of your time in it, commiserating with it, enjoying it, or you can, you can sit down and say, God, help me through this. Yep. Comfort me. Get, help me deal with this. So that we, and so after we have been comforted, then we can be aware of others who may be in That's right. similar situations.
1: That's the secret of of how we don't turn it into an idol. Because things that right. hurt you can become their own, your own sort of god, the thing that That's you right. spend your whole life worshiping.
0: And and, and, and I know, uh, and, and we we read we read the prayer the prayer requests on the prayer wall, and it's just absolutely. Um, Stunning, sometimes, because many times we think that that we have we're the only ones. Mm-hmm. Many times we think we think that, that that something has singled us out. That's right. That make us make us uh, torture us, but it's not true because if all you have to do is look around you, I I the one thing that I keep thinking about is that uh, I remember a quote that I saw a man said. I used to complain about my shoes until I saw a man with no feet. That's
1: right. That's right. Mark Vroggepp in his book, Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy. And if you've not read that, it's the best book about learning to pray the prayers of lament, about learning how to use biblical prayer models to help yourself in deep, dark situations. But he had a quote that I loved, Dad. He said, humans have a remarkable capacity to individualize suffering. Yes. Uh, it's all about me, and that's what the Lamenter in Lamentations chapter three said. I am the man who has seen affliction, and he said that in the context of just watching the entire city be pillaged yeah, and lots of yeah. other people be murdered. Yeah. And he says, "I'm the man yeah, who seen affliction.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm the only one that's suffering here." That's
1: good point, Tata.
0: But what and so, but Paul <clears throat> continues, and I, I want to skip down to uh, verse eight. Uh, because Paul said, we, "We, for we did not want you to be unaware of the affli- of the afflictions we experienced in Asia. He didn't want the, He didn't want them to miss this. Mm. Uh, for we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Wow, that's that's powerful. And I don't know if you and and, I, and I'm, I can't speak to." Uh, uh, this, but I've seen I've seen examples of that, and but but I, I know that if you're listening to us friends and and you feel like you're in that place where it, it's just you, well, it's not just you. That's right. God is with you, even though you can't see him, you can't hear him, but he is he is there. And and to, to be burdened of life itself. That's right. To just want to give up. And many times, sometimes that's what happens to us. Um, And and then he goes on and says, in verse nine, says, "We feel that we indeed we felt that we had received the sons of death, but that was to make us rely not only not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead." That's right. So that's the whole point, right there. We have to we have to get out of ourselves, and we have to get out of our own misery. And but we can only do it with uh, with God's help, so that so that we will recognize that we can't do it ourselves. That's right, and 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 that's that's true. And I, I want you to understand that um, that's something that I pray every day, uh, and I remind God that I can't do it myself. God Himself said, "Apart from me, you can do nothing." That's right. Jesus even said that. That's right. So. And I recognize and I, I try to live my life so that, that, that I'm, that's, an, that's an example for other people because I, one of the things that I want to be able to do is recognize someone beyond myself. That's right. Someone, else beyond, my, someone beyond myself that is suffering and someone else that may be in pain. Um, we can't fix it, but we can join with them. That's right. We can celebrate with them. That's right. Or we can be in sorrow with
1: them. And this isn't just something God asks us to do because He wants us to to not focus on ourselves. It's actually because the way we're wired, when we exert ourselves to help others, when we try to comfort others, when we use switch our minds from suffering to something we can be grateful for, like helping another person, it actually helps our brain. And, and our brain chemistry gets better, and we feel better, and then we are can see the problem more clearly and can latch back onto hope, which is exactly what Paul does right here in, in 10. He delivered us from a deadly peril and he will deliver us. So he's saying he did it already. Yeah, he yeah, will do yeah, it again. Yeah. On him we have what? Set our hope. There's that verb again, set. Right. It's, it's movement. It's remembering that he's done it before. It's moving towards he's going to do it again. And you set your hope and then you're going to get to 11 and tell us why.
0: Mm. Well, in verse verse eleven, Paul says that he's he's asking for help. Yeah. And how does he ask for help? You must help us by prayer. Yep. And that's what we do. Um, and 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 I and my prayer time takes me a long time in the mornings and then at night as well. But because not only, not only do I remember uh, people that I know that are suffering, but I name them. Yep. And I name what I know they're dealing with, but I, I ask for healing and I ask for peace and comfort and I ask for hope. And, and, if you, and I've heard from some people, I heard recently from one man that uh, he's in, in, in a dire circumstances uh, and he's probably going to lose a kidney, uh, there's a suspicious spot on his liver, but he said to me, I have all I need. Mm. I have my Lord. That's right. I have all I need.
1: Oh, my Lord,
0: he, he has said, "I have the support of my family. I have the support of my church. I have the support of fellow believers. So I have all I need." That's right. And you think about that. How do you how do you do how how do you face that? Um, mm. And and I I understand. Uh, and I. And I, I, I have, I, yes, I have walked this way before, but I understand that other people are walking this way at, right now. That's right. Right now, right That's this right. minute. As we speak, uh, I think of the people in uh, Syria, I think of the people in Turkey that suffered from earthquakes. Yep. Uh, there, there's all kinds of <clears throat> tragedies and trauma that exist. That's right. So we, But we still have a choice. That's right. We can we can deal with it, or we can we can subject ourselves to it.
1: That's right. I'm gonna I'm going I'm gonna bring you two things. Uh, while we were talking about this passage, I remember John Swanson wrote one of his 300 words a day um, posts back in September of 2022. I was able to find that while we were talking about this scripture, and he said something I'd never heard before a, com- a comment that I'd never heard before. He's talking about how. Um, Paul doesn't offer details about what it was that they'd been through. He said it happened so much that we despaired of life itself. like It was bad. Whatever happened was really bad. He doesn't tell us what was going on. But because of his language, we don't even know if it was a literal death sentence issued in a court, like if some judge said, we're going to crucify you tomorrow, or if it was some kind of metaphorical death sentence the doctor gave him. Who knows? But what we know is that Paul really, in a real world sense, thought he was about to die, and he didn't think he could find the strength to survive. But here's what Swanson said. What happens next is God gives him the strength, and in Paul's words... He delivered us from such a deadly peril and He will deliver us. On Him we have set our hope that He will deliver us again. And John says, why is he telling his friends about it? Because he attributes God's actions to their prayers. That's right. This is powerful. He says, I don't understand the math of it. How much prayer of what kind leads to what deliverance? I'm sure that it's not math. Instead, Paul is making it clear that pain isn't always because of wrongdoing. Friend, no. know that. If you're going through something hard, it's not necessarily because you did something wrong. And relief sometimes comes because other people are
0: praying for That's you. That's right. That's right. Good job, uh, and you think You think of uh, Daniel. Yep. He prayed 21 days, and the angel came and said, We heard you on the first day. Yep. So we don't know what all is going on out there in the spiritual world. That's right. But what the the question we have, and it's a lingering question, if you think about it and if you ponder it, and the question is this: What are you praying about, or praying for, and how long have you been praying? That's right. So when when and who is who is who is wise enough to decide? Well, this is enough. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've prayed I, enough. I've, I've, I've recited this one hundred times. <laughs> That's right. Well, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think you can find any scripture for that. But mm. uh, the one thing that we have to we have to understand, and and I, I use that term a lot. We have to, because we have to. Jesus had to come. And Jesus had to die. And Jesus had to go to Samaria and yep. visit with the woman at the well. Yep. But none of us, the writer of Hebrews says very clearly that none of us have suffered like Jesus did. That's
1: right. None of us. That's right. Uh, you say that how long should we persist in prayer? We have two stories from the Bible. One is the parable of the persistent widow. Yeah. Jesus says she just kept pestering the king and pestering him and pestering him and right. praying and asking and begging and bothering and showing up until he got so tired of her yeah. that he that's granted right. her request, that's right. even though he didn't want to. That's and right. that's, that's not to say God would get tired of us or not want to grant our request. It's the, the point Jesus was trying to make is don't stop asking your father. That's right. If this earthly king who isn't God, would give up. Don't quit asking your kind, good father who won't ever give up. That's right. And That's right. Just keep asking. And then in Luke 18, 1, Jesus told his disciples a parable so that they would always pray and never give up. That's right. Always uh, pray and never give up.
0: Well, and, and then the other part of that is uh, a man that I've been praying for uh, and his family, I just saw him not too long ago. And he, he looked different to me. He was alive and he's radiant. I could have said right there, okay, maybe that's part of it. What about the rest of it? That's right. That's not my work. My work is to remember him to God. That's right. And remember him and his family to God. And that's, that's right. And that that's what we're called to do. Because Paul goes on to say in, in verse eleven, You must you also must help us so by prayer so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessings granted us through the prayers of many. That's right. So you never know how many people, and, 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 and we, we won't know this side of eternity, how many people are remembering us. That's right. I mean, sometimes someone said a long time ago that uh, it will be, we will be pleasantly surprised when we get to heaven. But also, there'll probably be some people there that are surprised that we even got there. That's right. (laughs) So you never know. That's right. You never know. So the main thing is to keep the communication line open between God and yourself. And and no matter what kind of circumstances you find yourself in, don't feel like that God has abandoned you, because he has not. He has promised to be with you.
1: That's right. That he will help you. That's right.
0: But But he doesn't expect us to do it I don't think God expects us to do it all ourse- uh, All by ourselves. No. We need to rely on Him. We need to rely on others.
1: That's right. Yeah. I want to take a moment, since we're talking about prayer and how prayer is so important to help other people come through their despairing of life itself that is happening, I want to take a moment to talk about, to give a little plug for our friend Addison Bevere's new book. Um, Addison just released on Tuesday... Words with God, Trading Boring, Empty Prayer for Real Connection. That's right. And I don't know, you've not read it yet, right? No, so I'm I have not. Because you're I've, reading I've, John's book now. Yeah, I'm reading, I'm reading his
0: father's book.
1: We've got to talk about John's book. So John just released back in February, The Awe of God. And I haven't talked much about it on the show because John Bevere is coming on the show in May to talk about it in, in his own words. So I've been kind of saving that. But it's one of those books that just bends your brain. Uh, and makes you bend your knee, really, kind of make you tremble, doesn't it, sometimes?
0: Yes, and and that that's the whole point uh, of of God, God Himself. We, I think, I think sometimes we we either put Him on a shelf or we we think of God as as too small, and we may. I've even heard people say, "Well, God is not paying attention to me." That's right. Well, that's that. I don't I don't believe that that's true. Uh, I believe that God is mindful of, of us all. And we can't comprehend that, that right. how God could be like that. We can't comprehend that God could love us. And I, and I know, um, I can remember um, uh, at, at one time when I, when I was leading a prayer in church and, and I said something to the effect that, that I was thankful for the, God's mercy and justice and, and that uh, I was thankful that God was mindful of me, mm. even though it may be his, only his passing glance. Hmm. And a man corrected me in the hallway. He said, "Jesus died for you."
1: That's right. <laughs>
0: Amen. And so, but yet at the same time, and I thank I thanked him. But at the same time, I have not changed that because I don't want. I I, I just don't want to think of myself as being anything that's special. I I I think of myself as, um, and I understand. Uh, And I don't know, maybe maybe it's because of what Paul said about himself, that he was an apostle. And I think the King James Version said that he was called out of due season. That's right. Well, he he considered himself to be the least. That's right. But then at the same time, he said, I did more than they did. (laughs) And why don't I have a wife? Yeah. Some of those other guys have a wife. They have comforts and and all. But the work that he was called to do was, was was. over, overarching everything and that his whole life was had designed to do. That's he, right. He, he was he was a think about him. He was a well educated man. He was a he was a Roman citizen, and so he had privileges mm-hmm. that ordinary folk didn't have. That's right. Because the, living in that time of the, when the Romans were conquered the whole the entire known world, but in um, all of those things, though, you, he still you have to always. Remember your place. That's right, and that's what I try to do. Uh, as I think about my relationship with God, I'm thankful that Jesus died for me, and I thank God every day that He did. But I'm also very mindful of the fact that that I am what I am, that I have work to do.
1: That's right. Well, I think that's the idea. In fact, it's going to segue nicely into this this part of Addison's book I want to share. But we 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 are teeing up. The conversation about John Bevere's book, "The Awe of God," friend, because it's one of those—it's one of those books that I will—I would twist your arm and and implore you to read it. It's that important. I—I I, I give you book re, book requests and book reviews almost every week. Um, Tata and I and Lisa read nonstop, and I constantly am telling you about books. But John Bevere's book, "The Awe of God," is one of those books that you must. Read because it's going to reframe your relationship with the Lord. Tata's on that um, upslope of that book right now, and I'm telling you, um, when you land with that it, Tata, yeah. it's going to reshape the, the the way you look at Him. It's it's just it's amazing. I, uh, 54 years, and I I haven't had many books that maybe look at God in a new way, and that's one of them. Yes. But the commercial I'm talking about right now is actually for John and Lisa Bevere's son, their oldest boy, Addison. Is a writer in his own right, a remarkable young man. And you've met him. Yes. Addison, just a remarkable person. And his first book, Saints Becoming More Than Christians, was fantastic. But this book, Words with God, I've, I've said it on the podcast the other day. If you missed that episode, go back and, and listen to it the conversation from last Tuesday um, Words with God. I said, This is one of the prayer books that's going to be on the shelf, on my shelf next to Philip Yancey and Richard mm-hmm. Foster, and Timothy Keller. Yeah. It's going to sit there because it's that important. I've got dozens of books on prayer. Three of them are on my bookcase yeah. where I can put my hand on them, and Addison's is going to be there as well as soon as I get my signed copy. Addison, if you're hearing, I don't have it yet, so <laughs> get that out here. I've got three copies, but I don't have the signed one yet. Yeah. Anyway, I want to share one uh, one paragraph with you, Tata, right. and then we can wrap this up. But I want to share that with you because when Paul says, I need you to pray to get me through this the situation that's making me despair of life itself. That takes a special kind of prayer and prayer to be able to do that kind of spiritual battle. And Thank here's you. what Addison says in words with God, trading boring empty prayer for real connection. If you feel like your prayer life, friend, is 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 shallow or ineffective, or sometimes you wonder even if anybody's out there listening or why you're doing it, here's what Addison has to say. Your father, the Father, God, wants direct and personal access to our heart and our search for the Father's heart is an essential part of our formation as sons and daughters and cannot be outsourced to anyone else, no pastor, any religious expert, anybody else, no matter how holy they may appear. So let me break that down for you. Your job is to let God and the Holy Spirit form you into who he wants you to be, which is right. what Paul's talking about. I yeah. need you praying for me, okay? Right. Nobody else can do that for you. That's Sitting right. in a pew can't do that for you. Even reading somebody else's book can't do that for you. God wants to form you into a son or daughter who has the heart to communicate with him. Here's the second paragraph Addison said. Any type of formation is painful. That's just how it works. It's That's always right. painful to be formed by, by God. The writer of Hebrews offers us faith and hope and tells us not just to endure the process, but to endure for the process. That's right. In other words, the process isn't just something we get through, it's the place where we find out what it is to be a son and daughter. That's right. When you learn how to pray, and really have words with God, that's when you really understand that you are a daughter or a son of the King
0: that's of the universe. Right. That's right. And, and about prayer, there's no language. That's there's right. no language requirement. That's right. Uh, and I heard I heard, I heard uh, one man say, uh, he call them stained glass prayers. Oh, our Father. And yeah. The, yeah.
1: Well, King you James don't have prayers. to do that.
0: Yeah. Uh, but the, the thing that, that, that I want to rest and conclude with is, That we can change. Yep. We can change our minds, and we can change how we live. Because in in verse 9, Paul says, Indeed, we felt that we had received. He says we. Mm -hmm. So there must have been others about it, but very seldom does he say I. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death, but that was to make us rely on Who? Not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead.
1: That's right.
0: And I don't, I don't, I don't know anything else to say about it. Mm. So it, it, those kind of things, when, when see, we have to take our minds, our, our eye off of ourselves and, and get right. that out of our minds That's and right. think about more about what do we have, That's not right. what we do not have. Amen.
1: Wow. Well, if we're going to learn how to put our hope on Him like that, if we're going to learn how to have that kind of prayer and and really understand that even when we despair of life itself, it's not over until God says it's over. That's right. When do we start?
0: Start today. We Start today.
1: Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery. Dr. Lee Warren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmd.com prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at TommyWalkerMinistries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them. TommyWalkerMinistries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.